0: Hey Stranger Rangers. This is Fatina. This is Bree. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. We are towards the end of March here, 2023. Yeah, it's going by so fast, it's flying by. Nothing has flown by faster than the last 3 years. This is true. <laughs> the last 3 years are kind of a blur. Definitely. I'll I'll tie this in all together. Okay. I say that because this time 3 years ago, we were probably talking about being on a 2-week quarantine, being home for yeah. just a little bit from home, from school. We were you know, stoked
1: to be home from work for two weeks for the, or the, the 15 days to slow the
0: spread. Right. Yeah. You know, we were trying to, like, break the curve mm-hmm. and do all these things, and we still didn't even really know what coronavirus was, no. and people were buying toilet paper as if it was making you shit or something. Well, <laughs> so. we did know...
1: <laughs> And if you didn't know, you knew it after pre or early COVID was how to make banana bread.
0: Absolutely. There
1: was so much banana bread being baked in our house and chocolate chip cookies. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, we, I think we, at least for us, we transitioned into work from home. Yeah. So in this last three years... We never, I mean, this is a very fortunate situation for us. We never had that uncertainty of what's going to happen to our jobs, to our well-being, to our, you know, our financial status, because our industry never stopped. Yeah, you guys are so fortunate. We were still working from home, though, but still working And I think for a lot of people that were not working, you know, a lot of hobbies were picked up. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. Whether it was drinking or (laughs) binging TV shows Uh or, you know, puzzles or learning how to use Zoom for the first time so you can talk to your friends or making your makeshift masks because no one Had a mask before this, right? (laughs) At least here in the US, you made us our first ones. I remember that
1: you brought them over, and they were like all in a plastic baggie. And
0: because we had nowhere to buy them, everything was everything had run out, Mm -hmm. you know, there was no hand sanitizer or anything. So the world changed, right? March 2020, I remember that when we first heard the word coronavirus, uh, Kara, Kim, and I. We're actually in Chicago mm-hmm. because we were at um, Kara's training right. for work. Right. And right as it started to pick up and they were talking about grounding all the airplanes and mm-hmm. all these things. So we were trying to think of, you know, are we going to have to rent a car and drive back cross country? What are we doing here? I was down for the road trip. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. But luckily we got back just in the nick of time for work to say, okay, take your laptops, go home. Yeah. For two weeks. So I say all this because for anyone that's listening right now, for anyone that likes true crime, Mm -hmm. we joked about it. We joked about it a lot. It had a tinge of this may be true, but we said keep an eye on your friends. Okay. Because... We won't have the stories of hey, she didn't show up to work. Right. You know, right. She didn't show up to pick up the kid on time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, keep an eye on your friends, keep in touch with them because if someone goes missing, this is gonna be less obvious. It's a good ass cover up. Yeah. And this is exactly where the story Takes us. Okay, let's do it. I started. I started listening about this story. I started reading about it, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is exactly to tee what we were talking about when we said this. Unfortunately, pandemic can have you know give someone the avenue the the opportunity sure to make someone disappear. What? Yeah, or. Some people might have chosen on purpose to disappear, too. Sure. Either take time to themselves, go out to the woods, mm-hmm. you know, take unexpected trips somewhere. Right. So we're, this is the story of Gretchen Anthony. Okay. So Gretchen Anthony, um, this takes place in March of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so March of 2020, uh, she was a 51-year-old female. Uh, She was living in Jupiter, Florida. She had recently been separated from her husband, David. Okay. David Anthony. They had been married for about five years at this time. They had a whirlwind relationship at the beginning. They met because they were both into their fitness. Mm -hmm. He was a coach at Orange Theory. Okay. Yeah. One of those gyms good for you if you go there yeah <laughs> you wouldn't catch me in one of those <laughs> absolutely not
1: they seem pretty intense I have an old coworker who's a, a personal trainer and she's a coach at at one of those gyms and she just she's so cute she's like five feet tall and she just runs around and screams at everybody
0: yeah yeah yes <laughs> I mean so it's um it's for some, not for everyone. Sure. But that's where they met. So okay. when you meet someone in a situation like that where you both share this interest, I think it's going to, you you already have some common ground. Yeah. Right? Once they met, they dated for a couple of months and they decided to go to Vegas to go to the Elvis Chapel and get married. Oh, okay. So nice. they, you know. They got married right away. Everything seemed perfect. I'm gonna show you this picture. I'll post this picture as well. This is a picture from their wedding day.
1: They are adorable. Super cute.
0: She's 51. He's 44. I'm sorry, not in this picture.
1: Oh, okay. So he's
0: six years younger than her. Okay. When they got married. Yeah. So I believe she would have been forty six-ish. And she she would have been. She doesn't look that old. Right. No, no. She looks great for 51. She's like the J-Lo of Jupiter, Florida. Seriously. <laughs> she is knocking it out of the park. So they, you know, they got married at the Elvis Chapel. Everything was great for a couple of years. She also brought a daughter into this marriage. She mm-hmm. had a daughter prior to him. Um, her, pri- her prior husband, Jeff, um, they'd been separated for a while. They did have a daughter together. But in 2020, it was, um, the daughter was 12 years old. Okay. So, I'll, I'll try and be as sensitive and delicate as I can be because there are people that are still alive mm-hmm. surrounding this story. Okay. Right. Um, the daughter's name is Ava. She will come up again. So, I, I'm going to put her name to her part in, in this situation. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, just be delicate. If you go Googling or searching, I'm not going to post any pictures of her,
1: Yeah, that's um, but fair. she does
0: become involved in this story. Now, prior to Gretchen getting married and being together with David, she had gone to fashion school. Okay. And eventually cool. she didn't use that, but she became a teacher. Okay, Like a grade school She's teacher. She's a well-rounded lady. Yeah. Yeah. So again, teacher is one of those things that's like, you have to be a special kind of person. So she was a sweet, yes. light-hearted, <laughs> <Yeah>. fun-loving type <laughs> of person. Um, my words are very mixed right now. And everyone loves a fashionable teacher. Yes. Yeah. If I were a teacher, though, I would be like Magic School Bus teacher.
1: Well, yeah, for sure. And with those like futuristic glasses that you have yeah. on right now, yeah, you would be.
0: What is her name? Miss Frizzle. Frizzle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. First, yeah, I tell you, my brain right now. Um, and it was until 2006 where she moved to Florida, where she got she completely 180 from her career as a teacher, and she actually working ended up working as HR at a utility company called Viking Utility. Okay. So, you know, reports say her family friends and family say that she liked that position because she was still interacting with people. Right. Maybe not at the same teacher level, but yeah. if you're in HR, you're going to be helping people out with their time off, with their pay. I mean problem solving. Exactly. Yeah. You're kind of a shoulder sometimes for mm-hmm. people. So, you know, for some people HR something. Hopefully if you're in that type of position you're there with good intentions. Right. So they got married. Life was good. And eventually, uh, but unfortunately, in March of 2020, March 23rd to be exact, which is when we'd been home for 14 days already at that point. Yes, we have been. <laughs> so that had been about two weeks. It's funny because these dates totally stick out to us, uh-huh. you know? So on March 23rd, 2020... What happened was a couple of her friends and family, including her daughter Ava, got messages from Gretchen. Okay. And I'll read you one of the messages. It's pretty long. Okay. But it tells you a lot. Sure. So it says, tested positive for coronavirus early this morning. That's the bad news, but I'm at a CDC coronavirus treatment facility that only handles COVID cases. The good news is that my blood type has potential to be used in the cure. Not sure if you remember me saying that I have a strain of mad cow disease in my blood. Well, that strain is significant in gathering more answers to find a cure. For safety purposes, Dr. Sinclair and her team are strongly recommending that we maintain contact with immediate family members only. I'm using my mom. Okay. There's a lot to unload there. Yeah. There's a lot to unload there. So... That's one of the longer messages. Mm -hmm. Other friends just got shorter versions of that, saying, I Mm -hmm. tested positive. I'm going to be out of touch. I'm going to be quarantining. Her daughter at the time had a, you know, family home situation where she was spending time with mom and dad. So um, she was with dad at that time when she got a text from mom saying, hey, I've got COVID. I'm going to be at the hospital. I need to quarantine. I need to self-quarantine and whatnot. So the daughter's like, okay, mom, hope you feel better. And Ava's dad, Jeff, also got some of these messages. Something didn't seem right to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't sound a lot like her mm-hmm. that it was texting. So another thing is that she was only texting but no calls. That's always a little ya, Anyone who was apprehensive or hadn't caught on to FaceTiming... <laughs> <laughs> prior to this time in our lives. Yeah. was now using FaceTime because for sure. Then more than ever did we need connection. Yes. So if someone was in the hospital, I would be facetiming the fuck out of them. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, my mom ended up in the hospital because of COVID too, and I would FaceTime her. That's how I could see her uh-huh. and, you know, more than just texting, I can see her, I can hear her, and you You know, it just makes you feel better to see the person. So they were not getting any calls from her, no FaceTimes, only texts. Right. Now, I'm going to fast forward a little bit to March 25th. By this time, two days after the initial texting started, friends were so concerned that the text messages didn't sound like her and that she wasn't picking up calls, Mm -hmm. that one of them actually called the police. Nice.
1: Told the police
0: that they thought something was wrong because they're not getting clean responses from their friend. Yeah. And they believe she's in danger. So the police, the Jupiter police, show up to her house. She lives in a really nice community. I'll show you guys some pictures of it. They... Couldn't, they didn't find her at home. There's no one at home. Oops, sorry. There's no one at home. And so the next thing they do is they call the ex-husband because there's a daughter involved as mm-hmm. well. And he confirms that the text messages that he had gotten from her do not sound like her. The type of spellings, the cadence did not sound like her. But he said she told me she was at the Jupiter Medical Center. And I drove by and I saw her car there. Oh, okay. So no reason to why would she be lying? We're all in this pandemic right now, and sure. we all know someone maybe who's caught it or you know, right situations like that. So, and like
1: we've talked about before, you know, like you know how somebody texts and so, you know, understandable how mm-hmm. they could look at that and be like, "Oh, this doesn't really sound like her, but then you see her car, and it's like,
0: okay, okay, must be must be legit. So at that point, the police go into the hospital and they ask, is Gretchen here? Mm -hmm. There's no record of her being at the hospital. The last record of her being at the Jupiter Medical Center was in 2008 for whatever reason that she went in for. So quite a bit earlier. A long time ago. A long time ago. Give or take, I think that's when when her daughter was born. Yeah, 12 years yeah, yeah. So maybe that's when she gave birth Probably. to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And they go out to the car because the car is indeed there. Right. She has a Countryman okay. Mini Cooper. Yeah, so one of the bigger ones, I think. Yeah, and
1: fast, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> those are fast little cars. Yeah, and it's uh, it's parked there, but they notice right away that her purse was in the front seat. Okay. I don't know what woman you know that would leave her worse in the front seat for at this point a couple of days if she's been at the hospital for that long. They asked the police for footage of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And what they noticed is that the car is dropped off the night of the 22nd or 23rd. Okay, It's at night though. So the image is not very clear. Sure, What they can see is that a tall figure... Walks out of the car. No one else, mm-hmm. and then the car remains there. David is six eight, <laughs> so he's short. He's he, really short. Yeah, you could miss him. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the crowd, you could never <laughs> one find might him. overlook this man. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Yeah, so he's looking good for it now. Okay, he's looking good for it. They need to talk to him. So they go and find David. They go to his mom's house because that's who he moved in with. Okay. After him and Gretchen decided to separate, mm-hmm. or I think more Gretchen decided to separate. She had filed divorce papers on February 28th, 2020.
1: Okay. So, so just under a month. Just before. under a month right. before.
0: So he had moved in with his mom at that point mm-hmm. when the papers were legally put in for divorce. And they talked to his mom, and his mom said that she had also gotten texts from Gretchen saying that she was at the CDC Center in Florida that was treating specifically COVID cases. Mm -hmm. And as far as David goes, because of this, you know, no work thing and, you know, quarantine, he had talked about picking up and moving to Costa Rica. Oh. Driving to Costa Rica. Okay. And he, so that's where she thought he was. So just in case you're not in the U.S. or you're somewhere else where you're thinking, can you drive to Costa Rica from the U.S.? You absolutely can. You would have to go all the way through the U.S., at least from Florida. Go all the way through Mexico. stop, Get a couple tequila shots with worms in them. Go through all <laughs> of Central America to you get to the very tippy tip and go to Costa Rica on the bottom, southern Of Southern South America. Of Southern South America. (laughs) (laughs) The northern part of South America. But it's all connected. So, yes, you can technically drive your car there. So, that was apparently his plan. Um, He had talked to some people about maybe going down there and doing some personal fitness things with, like, personal coaching or whatnot. Or he also mentioned at some point that he might have been an electrician by trade. So he could technically work from anywhere as long as he found some work to do. Sure. But, whatever the case is, the mom has now alerted the police, hey, I know you're looking for him Uh for a missing persons case to talk to him, but FYI, he's trying to maybe get the hell out of Dodge and out of the country. Good job, mom. So, mom was like, yeah, I'll show you the text messages that I got from Gretchen Mm -hmm. and whatnot. They couldn't find him. He's not in Florida anymore. Okay. And they they start pinging his phone. Sure. They start pinging his yeah. phone to find his location. Because, again, they're not only wanting to, like hey, you know, what's going on? Now there's reason to, like, follow up with him. Absolutely. And the reason is is that when the police went out to her house, now knowing that she's not at the hospital, hey, there's more reason to go in, they actually got, got into the house, and they realized right away a couple of things, things that stick out like a sore thumb when there's a missing persons case. The smell of chemicals Mm -hmm. hit them like a wall of bricks Mm -hmm. and i can only assume that that's more like a bleach smell and not fabuloso you know (laughs) (laughs) that it's not pine saw i'm assuming it's like bleach because you know historically when men are cleaning up crime scenes they're just gonna be like bleach it out when in doubt bleach it out it's not lilac
1: fields it's exactly straight up (laughs) bleach
0: yeah, so they noticed that smell coming out, and then they also noticed that there were some dirty rags on top of the washer and dryer. They were just kind of, like, thrown there. Mm-hmm. They seemed to have been washed, but there were still some dark stains that, you know, now it's like, hey, but there's this now. Right. It's starting to come together. Um, they notice some potential blood splatter that looked to have been cleaned up. And then also while they're outside of the home, the walk, the driveway leading up to the garage is a brick laid pattern okay and you can see that the brick is red and there's obvious signs of what they described as a soap like substance um, it looks like a milky whitewash substance mm-hmm. that is coming down out of the garage down the driveway. Gotcha. Something that just looks odd. Yeah. All the other driveways are red and pristine and there's nothing going on. Plus, you're quarantined. So, you're probably not going to. I mean, do you know how many home improvement projects we did? Oh, girl. We did our whole yes. upstairs, <laughs> right? And downstairs
1: bathroom and everything. We got a
0: fence because of yep. COVID. <laughs> we have. So, we you know. It's just, it stuck out for you that time. You had time to spray down your driveway. Oh, 100%. To say the least. While the police were sticking their nose in there and trying to figure out, you know, where is she? Do we have any clues? Where? What leads do we follow? There was a, and I say this with all the love in the world, but a nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because sometimes, you know, being that vigilante is going to help you Hate or to help love them. the case. Yes. So she comes around and she's like, What are you guys doing here? You guys hear about the screams I heard the other day. She's like, Excuse me, what?
1: Well, actually, yes, we are. Yes. Let's talk more about those screams Please. that you heard the other day. So the day.
0: cop, and this is all public information now, they released the body cam from the that inter that conversation that they had with her that morning and that was that she said on saturday or yeah i think saturday march 21st it was six o'clock in the morning so neighborhood's still kind of quiet yeah still pretty quiet and they live in a neighborhood where it's condos Mm -hmm. so They share alleys and in-betweens. Right. And she said her windows were open. And she heard blood curdling screams from a woman at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh my goodness. It woke her up. Yeah. And then she's laying there and she's like, at first I thought it was like kids screaming and playing. Sure. So she's like, I didn't do, you know, I didn't think too much of it, but, you know, I'm drifting in and out of sleep. And then she hears, like, no stop that hurts in some kind of order, doesn't Mm -hmm. really remember because she was still in bed. Mm -hmm. She didn't think much of it, but she thought of it enough to get out of bed and go for her morning walk. She walked in the space behind her house that would have been the front of Gretchen's house. Okay. And she noticed that there was a truck park there. And um in the wrong spot. Mm. So I don't even remember her name, but the neighbor just snapped a picture because she's like, I don't hear those screams anymore, but this car doesn't fit, uh-huh. you know. You know how many of those pictures I have on my phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe I'll need to show this to the cops later kind sure. of picture. So she ha- she snapped a picture because there was a truck there that didn't fit. It hadn't been there in the last... I mean, they had broken up recently, right. but still didn't fit the neighborhood. yeah. And so she took that picture, didn't think anything of it again until the police came around a couple of days later mm-hmm. when they were looking around the house and she came forward and talked to them. Now, it's hard and it's easy to say, why didn't she call the police,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And I think we've all had those situations where we're like, Someone else would call? We think someone for else sure. will call? Yeah. I think it's safer. Just call.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely know that I've found myself just in call. those positions before. And yeah, I need to heed that advice for sure. Same.
0: Same. Um, but, you know, I don't think anyone blames her. Right. And I don't know that anything would have changed. It's just kind of
1: one of those in hindsight it maybe could have helped. Right. Right.
0: But even her coming forward now, it helped. Absolutely. So they're banging his phone now, trying to find him, because now they have all this evidence um, at the house that seems like, you know, there's questions about it. The staining, the smell, the rags. Mm -hmm. There's shattered glass by her bed, so we don't even know what that's from yet. They're pinging his phone, and they finally ping him down in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. So he's away from home now. He is definitely away from home. He is halfway across the country from Florida to Texas. I'm sorry, New Mexico. So he's past Texas and all that. And this was on March twenty eighth, 2020. When they pull him over, he's in his truck, and the bed of the truck is covered in a white tarp, but it's full of shit. It's full of uh, his luggage. Mm. It's full of like small furniture things and his sporting equipment. He also has with him his dog, which is a husky, cute little dog. Yeah. His name is Kobe. Yes, like the basketball player. (laughs) I'll come back to that too. But he has his dog with him and they ask, they pull him over. At this point, they have a warrant out for him, at least to, at the very least, talk to him. Mm. And he's asking weird-ass questions. He's playing dumb as if he doesn't know that his soon-to-be ex-wife is missing. Right. He asks if the cops are someone involved in the government, as in CIA, FBI, something like that. They're thrown off by that question, like, what do you mean? Yeah, that's kind of specific. And
1: would that matter that So he
0: starts spewing some information. Okay. Saying that she, Gretchen, had recently found herself in a compromising position at work at Viking Utility because they were in the middle of a merger with a different company and she found some information and she had become a whistleblower. Oh. He thought that anyone in the police or anyone that was approaching him was maybe posing as someone of authority when really they weren't because they were going to cause him harm too. Okay. So that's what he's trying to get to. Okay. He's not saying it as well. Not yeah. that I said it great, but he that's what he's trying to get to. He's like, sure. I think she's in trouble, and I don't even know who you are, Uh huh. so I don't even know if I should tell you what kind of trouble she's mm-hmm. in. So that's where he's coming from. Um, he just said that she just found some dangerous information. So at that point, they don't have enough to arrest him. Right. But they have enough to keep his car as evidence. For sure. He's not at home. So they kind of left him completely homeless at that point <laughs> yeah. with Kobe on a leash. So they just let him walk around New Mexico for a couple of days till they told him, we'll work on getting you your car back. But meanwhile, we're going to hold your car as evidence. I really just feel bad for the dog being a husky
1: and walking around in New Mexico. I know.
0: (laughs) Besides the luggage and, you know, just crap that he had in his truck, they found some very, very key pieces of evidence. So in the truck, they found Gretchen's phone. Weird. Weird. And they also found the blink cameras from her phone. Okay. from her house. Right. So blink cameras that had been ripped out of the wall, and all three or four broken cameras were in his truck. Like security cameras. Security cameras. Okay. So a little bit more about David. Okay. How did we get here? Is he really a suspect? What is going on? Yeah. So David, as I mentioned earlier, he's six eight tall. Drink of water. Yeah, he is tall, and he, from different pieces, different sources, he may or may not have grown up with an absent father. Mm. So I don't know how much that plays into this situation, but it may be worth noting. Sure. Because he was so tall growing up, it's reported that he might have not been allowed to play in all recreational sports teams. Oh. Which I think is odd. Yeah. Because how tall could he have been for like... I don't know, middle school basketball? Like, right. what, what was he rejected from? I don't know. I think this is noted over and over in some reports and, um, you know, different podcasts and videos because it goes to show that's maybe a type of rejection. Right. I think that's why it's noted. I mean, look at how big the rock
1: was in high school. Yeah. Like, right.
0: Come on. So his family, though, early on um, says that they noticed early signs of possible him being bipolar, mm. and it went undiagnosed, but they knew that even with it being undiagnosed, he had what they could not use better words to describe than manic episodes. Sure. He put all that energy into fitness, into okay. working out. That's a healthy and outlet. I think so. Yeah. So he got so into fitness and got so in, in such a good shape that he did get a full ride scholarship to play basketball, At Eckerd College. Awesome. So put that to good use. Um, And we know eventually he started working at Orange Theory as a personal trainer and whatnot. While he was in college, fun story, he held up a Blockbuster. Oh. it's casual. (laughs) He assaulted a police officer. I don't know what you're stealing at Blockbuster. I mean, maybe money, but... What like movie cases? Because you know the videos aren't in them, right? Exactly. <laughs> Popcorn buckets? What are you What are you stealing? He's after those like bigger bags of Reese's
1: Pieces. Ooh, yeah, that's probably that's the most likely option.
0: But yeah, blockbuster. What the hell? His weapon of choice? A squirt gun.
1: I knew you were gonna say something ridiculous. Did he like hold it under his hoodie I and like point no it? No idea. Oh my gosh.
0: I don't know if he spray painted a super soaker sure. of what we're talking oh. about here. Yeah. Or if he I I don't know if he like hid it under a hoodie or something. Wow. Um or if he just walked in with a bright green, transparent water gun and said, Give me I mean What episode was it? We talked about someone walking around with, like, holy water in their squirt guns. Oh,
1: I don't remember what episode that
0: was. But I'd hate to think that someone, you know, in this situation like this to hold up and not to give anyone any ideas, but, like, having bleach or some type of acid that if you do squirt it, it could cause some harm. Sure. Right. So, I mean... We love it that it's a squirt gun, but it could potentially be harmful. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think he had anything but water right. in that gun. So when he went to college and when he had, um, he pled guilty to this and short uh, served a short sentence for the assaulting of the police officer. Okay. Um, his last name at that point was Deutsch. Deutsch? Deutsch. Okay. D E U T C. S C H. Okay. Deutsch. And after this incident, he legally changed it to Anthony.
1: Okay. I think to try to get away
0: from that. It's a pretty
1: recognizable last name. You definitely want to go with something a little bit more generic.
0: Yeah. It's Googleable. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, it is. (laughs) So, you know, he changed his name, I think, trying to get away from this uh, past that he had. With the run in with the law, mm-hmm. um, so he he's at that point right after college is when he turned to David Anthony. Okay, why you would go with two first names is beyond me. Right, but maybe that's... he was a fan of Carmelo Anthony since he
1: played basketball.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if this was his middle name to turn into last name. Oh, sure. So I don't know. Um, and then as I was writing this down and thinking, you know, I don't know why he really did that. I. In my head, I was like, maybe this was an opportunity that if he did grow up with an absent father and he had been carrying his father's last name, mm. this was a way for him to get away from that as sure. well. Yeah, so, kind of drop that baggage. Right. Yeah. Maybe I that's just me thinking about it. It's my theory. So so then he went on to work at, you know, Orange Theory and things like that. While he was working at Orange Theory, they did um co-workers and Customers remember him having a little bit of a temper. Mm-hmm. And he also, at some point, started trying to recruit people into what's called gratitude training. Okay. Which I will have to do more research on it, but I did the basics on this. It's like a four step, pro, like a couple step program to better yourself it's a cult
1: okay (laughs) we're just gonna cut straight to the case it's It's a a multi-level
0: cult cult. yeah it's like scientology it's like it's a baby scientology type of thing okay it's not scientology at all but it's a cult where it's like give us your money and we'll make your life better Right, and you know you go to these classes and from what i read on it the last step involves some kind of physical interaction with those in the upper tier, like a sexual interaction maybe. Oh, God. With, so it was it was just a bizarre situation. Yeah. And he unbeknownst to Gretchen, while they were married, put four thousand dollars into this. Wow, okay. So that's sneaky. That's yeah. a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um it's so this is just one of those things that the manager from the orange Theory said hey you need to stop this you cannot be having these conversations with customers yes. or with other employees you need to stop the recruitment at least in the office right and his response to a long text of her asking him to stop this was okay so <laughs> he he kind of knew what he was doing was wrong right and i don't know that he really was going to try and stop it
1: It's not really in good taste to promote your personal business at your place of employment. No,
0: especially a cult. No, especially a cult. Go find a website. Exactly. Yeah, go sit on a corner and hand out brochures. Right. And if people listen to you, then maybe they deserve to be in a cult. I don't know. (laughs) But don't trap them at work. Yeah. Where they can't get out. No. Not cool. So there's. Another story, which if you hear anything else about this case anywhere else, it's worth mentioning because it just kind of helps you understand where his head is at, and it's kind of weird. So early 2020, again, right before the world changed forever, Kobe Bryant died Mm -hmm. in a terrible helicopter crash, right? And not only Kobe, but a couple of the crew members and his daughter. So I think... Like a lot of the world, on um, to a certain extent, we felt it because it's uh, a, it was a beloved person, right? Yeah, he was a a good basketball player and also good, you know, he's very member influential, for his, right? For his and, community, yeah, and he was a good role model as far as his family goes and whatnot. And we've all felt to a certain extent, um, different degrees of, of grief for celebrity passings. Right. Right? I think we all have some like, you know, whether it's Anthony Bourdain or Selena or mm-hmm. um Twitch or right. you know, we've all had
1: those oh, I was just watching the most <sighs> recent season of So You Think You Could Dance and he's on it and it just <sighs> breaks my yeah. Oh, it breaks my heart. Also, in the very beginning, when you were talking about when COVID happened, Kobe Bryant's death was like the first thing I thought of because I was sitting and eating food after my shift at work and I got on my phone. It was the first thing that popped up and I was like, no way, this has to be a lie. Yeah. And I was never like a huge Kobe Bryant fan, but when you see someone that influential, has passed, you're like, wow, that's going to have such a tremendous impact on, like, when Michael Jackson died. Yeah, Like, such a tremendous oh, impact yeah. on people
0: in that, I mean, just in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and it, I think it's it's okay to grieve for someone like that. You know, it's a, it's a passing. He was young. Yeah. It was a tragic accident. It wasn't anything expected because of age or anything mm-hmm. or a medical condition. It was sudden. It was tragic. Um. And so, young lives were lost. Yeah. Yeah. So... Some took it harder than others, right? David being one of those. Okay, he had while at work an incident where a couple of weeks after Kobe had died, mind you, he really liked Kobe, he had named his husky Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, something happened where he just went into a sobbing episode. Gotcha. And started yelling and screaming and went into a speech about Kobe. And as much as, as he was beloved by everyone, uh-huh. customers, coworkers were like, that was a little much. Yeah. He was crying and talking about him as if he was His a friend dad. he grew up with. A yeah. Dad. Like it was a very close loved person. Right. So it was, um, Odd. They noted this as odd. Like right. that, like when they're it's talking about much. him, yeah, it's like that's a little much. So again, so yeah, I mean it's okay to grieve, and no one's gonna take that away from you, but maybe just don't go into a to a fit. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Agreed. <laughs> so um, so we're gonna go back to um the blink cameras that okay. were turned torn off the walls from Gretchen's house. Apparently she had gotten these cameras because she was feeling uneasy about her separation from Mm -hmm. David and she filed for divorce February 28th In December of 2019, something really weird happened where he was already getting kind of like verbally abusive with her and he was having these episodes and she kind of caught on that like, hey, something's going on here. Something's like undiagnosed. You need to get help. And she found a backpack with some of her belongings in it, including her passport and ID. Mm. So she didn't know what the hell was going to happen. But nothing good can come of someone else holding your passport and your ID in their possession without you knowing it. Absolutely. So she thought that was odd, which, yes. Rightfully so. (laughs) And right after that is when she put cameras in her house. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple records of her texting her friends and telling them that she didn't feel safe at home. Yeah. Yeah that she would watch the cameras until he fell asleep downstairs and she would go sneak down into the kitchen grab a knife take it up with her to her bed so she could feel safer while she was asleep oh my gosh i hate that and then that's when soonly soon after so within 2 months she had filed for divorce and yeah. they were separated uh-huh now the cameras that were at the house if and i and i think these are everywhere blink cameras they're web based Okay. Right? They're not old school. There's a VHS or a DVD right, somewhere right. recording them. So, you smash the camera, you tear it off the wall, it burns in a house fire. The video still exists. The video still exists. Yeah. It's in the cloud. Right. If I have to explain the cloud to you, <laughs> go watch that one movie. Was it Game Night? or Yeah. Yeah. Go watch that movie. They'll explain the cloud to you. Exactly. <laughs> but... The police, knowing that there had been cameras now, they subpoenaed Blink, Mm -hmm. the company that was supporting these cameras, for the footage up until when they were ripped out. Yeah. And what they found was absolutely terrifying. Oh, gosh. First, before anything happened on March 21st, they saw that David had been standing in her patio for some time, Mm -hmm. kind of waiting for her to be up. Like, wake up and walk around the house. Right. As soon as that happened, they saw him go in, and then another clip of video shows him putting his hand over her mouth and dragging her into the garage. Mm. From there, there's her car is in the garage, so the view is obscured quite a bit. Sure. You don't see the actual killing. Right. But you do see her bloodied head on the ground.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And... Like, decapitated? No. Oh, you can just see... Her, her hair's ha- full, ha- gotcha. hair full of blood, and she's on the ground, but that's all you can see in the video. Okay. And at one point, there's no audio to this video, mm-hmm. but she also has Alexas in the house. Oh, okay. So the Alexas helped match some of the audio with the video. Unfortunately, Alexa did record her asking, yelling, pleading, Alexa, call 911 about three different times. Wow. I'm sorry. If you have an Alexa and it starts doing something, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, yeah. shit. Um, I'm going to say it again. So just make sure you don't have this on. So... You have to have the option on and have your settings correct so that if you do say, Alexa, call 911, Alexa actually calls 911. Mm -hmm. If you don't, Alexa will not. Gotcha. I think that's a security feature. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, so a kid doesn't say it. Right. Or on a podcast isn't saying it and starting it. And I think that makes sense. Totally. Um, But unfortunately, she did not have this feature turned on. Oh, man. So although she was yelling, Alexa, call 911, Alexa did not call it. Yeah. That's good for people to know, though, because if you don't know about that feature and you want it on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get it set up. Get it set up. And if I just called it, I'm very sorry. (laughs) Um, now that they had that information, they uh went ahead and did blood splatter analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, they found blood splatter, yeah, and they also brought cadaver dogs that also hit on the garage, right? So, on March 31st, a couple of days after he had been pulled over, so three days after he'd been pulled right. over in New Mexico, so he's just kind of Bumming trancing it. around right there's yeah. there's i don't know if he had been staying at hotels or if he had just been bubbing it or you know staying under bridges i don't know i don't care right but the new mexico police did find him out walking kobe on the 31st and they pulled over and they asked him they told him that there was a warrant out for his arrest he said for what they said homicide <laughs> there was a pause he's like for who He's like, well, who do you think? And we'll talk about this at the station. Yeah. When they got to the station, he's still giving them this cockamamie story about her being a whistleblower. Oh, my gosh. And being in some kind of danger. Right. Because of being a whistleblower. Business politics. Yeah. Right. Right. And they're like, well, why do you have her phone? And he said, well, I wanted to help her seem like she was somewhere else because that's what she asked me to do. He has an answer for it. Right. It's a stupid answer, but he has an answer for sure. it. Um, so, you know, he's like, I really don't know where she's at. She's uh, where she's at. She's alive, though, because, you know, she's asking me to help her and all these things. Um, they confront him with all of the evidence. Hey, there's... Bleach, there's blood splatter. We have the camera footage. They show him stills of the camera. Mm-hmm. And at one point, right before he rips off the cameras, the the money shot is him staring right at it and realizing that the cameras are there right like, before oh, he pulls shit. it down. Right. It's yeah. his oh shit moment. They caught him, they show him screenshots of that. They ask him about because they can see on video him covering her face and dragging her into the garage. Mm-hmm. And he says that that was him going over for a conversation that he didn't want anything or anyone else to hear. So that's why he would like dragged her in (laughs) with her mouth. Okay, so right. It doesn't make any (laughs) sense. So he was not giving any information. Now, when him and Gretchen got together, her daughter was like six years old or something. Okay. So he's been part of the daughter's life for almost half her life. Yeah, absolutely. And he had love for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she at some point, you know, has had love for him Mm -hmm. as being that father figure. It seemed like their relationship was just fine. And the cops were pleading with him, Tell us where she is, where Gretchen is, for Ava's sake. Yeah. And he was not budging. He's like, I don't know where she's at. She's alive somewhere. Da, 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 da. The cops did something so unexpected that to this day, I don't recall them doing anything like this in any other case. Mm -hmm. Not in person because they're in New Mexico, but they had Ava record a message for him. Oh. Yeah. So little 12-year-old Ava, they had her record a message for him. So it wouldn't be a live phone call. Right. So they would they kept her from that. You yeah. Know, they shielded her from that situation. But here's what the recording said. David, it's Ava. I love you. I'm scared. I miss my mom. I need to know where my mom is. Please do the right thing and tell me if you know where my mom is. Please. I love you. Hmm.
1: Yeah, really working on tugging on the heartstrings. And he said, no.
0: Oh my God. She is alive somewhere and I just don't know where because she's in trouble. So they charged him with second degree murder while he was awaiting a trial. He waited some time. So this happened in March. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until December 21st, 2020, where he accepted a plea deal for. In exchange of him telling the police where her body was, he would only get 38 years. So he got convicted to 28 year sorry, 38 years. And he let them know that she was behind a Walmart seven miles from her home. Oh, my gosh. He just dumped her there. He just dumped her there in a blanket and tall grass. Wow. It was just pure luck. And the fact that the world had literally stopped, I think. Yeah. That no one walked by there. Sure. That's it. I mean, there's, I mean, it was just a patch of land with some tall grass. It was just dumb luck that no one walked past there. Right. You know, no development was happening. Sure. No kids were walking across, I'm sure, to go to school. right, Or what have you. So... No one had happened to walk past her. Yeah. So he was convicted to second degree. He was um, sentenced to 38 years. So they found that her cause of death was stab wounds to the neck and to the torso. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brutal. Super brutal. Um, And from the wounds that she had on her, you can tell they were defensive wounds. She oh, fought. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> He will not be eligible for release till 2058 when he is 81 years old. Wow. Why he did this. And let me read you the statement that he said. My illusions saw that COVID pandemic as an end of the world prophecy, an Armageddon that I felt compelled to escape no matter the cost. Instead of being a man, I chose to be a coward. I tried to steal what wasn't mine. And in the process, I ended a life. Her life had value, her life had meaning, and I stole that life. That's what he had to say, but I agree you're a coward. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's
1: what he read at his sentencing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are a coward. You are a coward. I know that a lot of people felt very hopeless when COVID was going down, but, like, that statement sounds slightly... Extreme, extreme.
0: That too. Yeah.
1: Delusional, slightly.
0: Oh, um, and there had been mentions of him having these end-of-world feelings before. He had done it before where he had packed everything in his truck, packed some non-perishable foods, and disappeared for a couple of days. I don't know if he did that in 2012 when, you know, the Mayan calendar was ending or uh, what. That could but, have been. I mean... That definitely could have been. It's... Um, it doesn't excuse what he did. No. And he tried to get away with it. I think it was premeditated. He, I mean, he was sitting on the patio for a long time prior to exactly. this. Exactly. That's
1: that's why I was kind of surprised that that's not what he got convicted of.
0: hmm Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story. Wow. And how some, you know, people that kept the lookout, like mm-hmm. her friends, and realized her speech patterns weren't right. Yeah. This could have very easily been... The, the more I researched this, um, I was thinking, you know, and this is not a how-to, but how to, but how had he been more careful about the texting mm-hmm. and played it off as she had passed away because of COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because eventually been...
1: she wasn't going to come back. It could have very easily flown under the radar, sure. unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Because of the how the situation, how the world was at that time. There were no viewings. There were no funerals right. with attendees. Right. You know, for the most part, people were um, and still are, I'm sure. I mean, but we had overage and excess, you know, trucks and refrigerator trucks at hospitals. So mm-hmm. it could have very easily been chalked up to her being missing or been dead because of covid right um but luckily she had some friends that checked in yeah and the doctors i mean and the police were you know on it as far as going to the hospital and double checking and so yeah just weird times weird times in the world definitely (laughs) i mean thank thank god for the cameras
1: and that's something that she had thought about getting you know, from the get go. And yeah, I guess just when you start to feel kind of annoyed about your n- nosy neighborhood watch, be grateful for them in a way. Cause you want somebody to have the right information when something goes down.
0: Sorry. and I, You say that. And I, and I say that too, but you know, there's always people that are like, was that a shot or is that a backfire? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. For sure. Um, but you know, it doesn't hurt to have a welfare check. No, not at all. Just call the cops if you need to, or call non-emergency mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, listen, it might be nothing." Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's worth it, and we're better off when it might be nothing. Yeah. Than when it is, and no call is made. Exactly. I think we all, to a certain extent, suffer from, you know, the the crowd. Um, mentality of someone else is going to call for sure the crowd thinking you know there's there's been cases before where people just stand around and watch especially this day and age mm-hmm. thinking someone else is going to call so
1: I feel like it's easy to do like in a bigger city too because oh it's yeah like, oh there's so many people around somebody has got to be the one to call
0: and take some action exactly you know unless you're calling in a false report they're not going to charge you they're not going to right you know say you called in and make you the bad guy it's, right it's better be safe than sorry for so. sure all right so with that hopefully you had no other friends disappear during yeah. covid <laughs> we're still here I'll be in tune with them check in with them yeah if still check in good. with friends um all right i think that's the end of that story we want to thank everyone for sticking along and still being here through the pandemic Um, we do want to thank uh patreon our newest patreon before we leave and that is jacob s ah welcome to the patreon jacob if you're interested in knowing what's going on what the patreons are getting check us out on patreon.com and as always please if you have the time do so right now we'll take a pause Just kidding. But go review us wherever you're listening to your podcast. The reviews help us get into other people's ears. Mm -hmm. So that helps. It does. All right. That's all I've got. All right. Don't be a stranger. Bye. Bye. Patrick's Day episode. Oh killer leprechauns. I know. (laughs) I was on such a good
1: streak for for holiday cases and then St. Patrick's Day happened and I was like shit. Who knows if there was anything but now I'm like
0: hmm. Easter murder? That'd kind of be sad. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. You never know. Family gets together a lot during Easter and you never know when it's about to hit the fan. Killer Easter bunny. (laughs) anthrax coated easter eggs i mean easter is because of a murder this is true technically 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 maybe i'll just talk about that (laughs) (laughs) just use a different name and at the end just be like this person we really meant jesus Uh (laughs) (laughs) oh that would be hilarious that would be funny